Welcome to the Game Plan Podcast with Judah Newby and Brian Perkins, breaking down all things Seahawks. Well, that's a heartbreaking loss for a lot of Seahawks fans falling to the L.A. Chargers. 25-17 the final with the uh, the drop pass in the back of the end zone. Barely tipped there at the end. And David Moore can't come up with it. Seahawks lose by eight and fall to four and four on the season. He's Brian Perkins. I'm Judah Newby. Welcome back to the Game Plan Podcast on 1029thegame.com. Perkins, we said it. We said November was going to be tough and it started with this game. And look, if there was one of the November games that if you lost, you'd be okay with it in terms of the wild card race and tiebreakers, I guess it'd be to an AFC foe at home, but uh, still a tough pill to swallow the way this one unfolded. Yeah, without a doubt. And, and, you know, it, it, it is definitely tough because you look at their final schedule now. You Let's say you win three times over the, the Cardinals and 49ers combined. You now have to beat this slew of potential playoff teams, at least two of them, just to get to nine wins. You're going to have to win, you know, a, a pretty good uh, clip here to finish the season for the Seahawks. So a, uh, a tough game for sure. Um, and honestly, a game that they didn't deserve to win. So they didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go best and worst with these moments here. Let's start with uh, the best for me. Um, you know, I, I thought the defense really tightened up in the second half when they had to. They kept L.A. to only the six points there, uh, scoring in the fourth quarter on uh, really the pick six. So defense pitched a shutout in the second half. That was that was my best because, tell you what, when L.A. put up 19 points and it could have been more, um, you know, I, I was starting to feel like this was going to be a high 30s game that you were just going to have to win in a shootout, and the defense kept Seattle in it. Yeah, and and a special shout out to Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright, who both in coverage in the second half were stifling multiple tip balls, multiple ripped balls out of receivers' hands to force incompletions. Bobby Wagner, especially, you could just tell after plays he was jawing the guys. He had an attitude in this game. And I don't know if it's just because Philip Rivers just pisses off the average human just by being Philip Rivers, uh, and that made Bobby Wagner turn into angry Bobby. But I would agree. Uh, that's pretty much one of the few positive takeaways, honestly, from this game. The other one, though, I would say is uh, Doug Baldwin had a pretty big impact in this game, uh, in the first half especially. And it was good to see him, you know, with that lingering knee injury He's now hitting that age where you start to see a decline in receivers, and and he has some pretty significant cap hits uh, this season and next. It was good to see him uh, come out and play play well uh, yeah. for the most part in this game. So that's another positive takeaway is it looked like Baldwin is, is getting back into rhythm. Yeah, four catches for 77 yards for Doug Baldwin in this game. Uh, another best, I mean, they dominated time of possession, 35 minutes and 41 seconds to 24-19. Yeah, the pick six plays a big part of that. Um, and their first possession was eight minutes, so that helps a lot. And their second-to-last possession took up almost the entire damn fourth quarter because they, well, we can get into that, but, uh, you know, I, I think of those three drives or possessions for Seattle as big indicators as to why they won that battle. Worst for me, rush defense. Lord, Lord, Lord. 7.3 yards per rush for the L.A. Chargers in this game. 16 carries for 100 and 13 yards and a touchdown for Melvin Gordon. Don't know what happened to the rush defense in this one. Well, Seattle's uh, been de- pretty good at rush defense, but I, I got to tell you, 
to me, it was not only rush defense, but I thought that getting pressure on Phillip Rivers was pretty bad, too. Even the sack late in the game, Rivers was going to take that sack because he wanted to force Seattle to take their final timeout. He wasn't going to throw the ball away in that scenario. So you're talking about a team that got two sacks, but one quote-unquote legitimate sack, and Rivers didn't see pressure a lot of the game. And uh, Man, I just thought the defensive front in general, not a good effort. Well, I mean, not, not a good game. They L.A. still went two for nine on third down, which I was surprised to see that in the final stats because it felt like they were converting more, but two third down conversions for the Chargers. But that, that just speaks in large part that they were getting plenty of chunks on first and second down in this game as well. They weren't in third and long uh, a whole heck of a lot. I mean, only nine third down attempts in the game kind of speaks for itself. Meanwhile, Seattle went four for 15, and they converted a couple of fourth downs along the way to finish four or three of three on fourth down as well. But uh, you know what? You're right. I mean, ultimately, between the missed field goal by Janikowski, uh, the missed extra points and the missed field goal by L.A. and the pick six by Russ, you kind of got the sense that as they were driving late at the end of the game that, hey, man, if they pull this one out of their hats, they get it. But just from a a logic, a football logic perspective, you were almost okay with the final result if they lost because they didn't make the plays to win. No, they were outplayed majority of the game is how I looked at it. Even the final drive, I mean, the, the, the Chargers were perfectly content to let Seattle drive in four to five yard chunks. I mean, it looked like an Alex Smith run offense, that second to last drive. It took about five minutes off the clock. Terrible clock management late in that game, not being able to take advantage of two-minute warning, yeah. running out of bounds at the two-minute. The one play out of bounds was at the two-minute warning, um, and obviously they came up just short. I mean, they had a chance. They were at the goal line anyway, despite the fact they used as much clock as they did. Um, but I, you know, it, it it was not a surprising result based on the way the game had gone. As soon as that pick six was thrown, I said curtains. I watched the rest of it, but... Um, you know, I didn't well, you watch the rest chance. of it because they've come back in bizarre fashions in the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll era before. I mean, we just go down the list on, on those type of miracle comebacks that have taken place. But you're right, that pick six was the swing in the game. Um, it kind of reminds you a little bit of the week two pick six against Chicago, Prince of Mukamura in the fourth quarter, taking away, just jumping the route, basically. I mean, reading and jumping the route. Um, but... From the camera angle on that end of the field, it also eerily reminded you of uh, Matt Hasselbeck in 2003 against Green Bay wildcard. Same type of throw, same type of pick, same type of return touchdown. That ends up being the biggest play of the football game, uh, certainly. So Russell Wilson, not his best game, despite going uh, 26 of 39. He had two touchdowns. He had a pick. How about another silver lining? A touchdown on the opening drive on a very, very well-run drive. I mean, we're talking, what, two of the last three weeks now. They've been able to get in the end zone on their first drive after going a long drought without being able to do that. There are signs from this offense, but now they got to move forward with an injured Chris Carson and the offensive line. And an injured Fluker, potentially. And an injured Fluker, right, exactly. So we're still waiting words on them. Arguably, the offense, more importantly, an injured Fluker. Yeah, because I mean, of how good he's been, right? Yeah. Um, I think the offensive line will continue to run block well. I thought the Chargers... Uh, rush defense was was pretty stingy. I mean, they did a good job. It was the pass rush uh, without Joey Bosa that I thought uh, was, you know, the O-line could have done better in pass pro. It was good, but Russell Wilson could have done better there too. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. he needs to get rid of the football faster in those scenarios. So. Yeah, he got a little predictable with his dropbacks in this sense of, like, all they had to do was rush a couple of yards deeper into the pocket and contain him, and he got a little jumpy, and whether he can't see, which still is a thing, he cannot see sometimes over big offensive linemen. That's just physics. 
you know, or he gets a little jumpy or he just doesn't see uh, something in time, Chargers corralled him in this game. What was what was great about Russ early in his career was his escapability, right? Is 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 the the opportunities that he created for the offense with his feet, and that's just not there anymore. I mean, it's just not. It, well, it's, I think part of he's it, though, old. He's thirty no, plus. No, he's I, he's not what he used to be. I, there might be part of that, but I think that people used to rush him conventionally. They rush. They would rush him by habits, like they would any other quarterback. You know, rush yeah. to the five or seven step drop. But with Russell, and you saw it in the game yesterday, defensive lines and their pass rush are game planning. And when they bring extra rushers, they're rushing deeper and they're forcing him to step up. And then they can crawl him by his feet or he might leak out, but a linebacker might be there. But yeah. they're rushing deeper. So he can't do the back around peel away anymore. And certainly not with as much effectiveness. Yeah, and I mean, I just look at his running game as a whole, though, and I know that he ran for more yards in this game than he had all season, but he's just not able to get away from guys like he used to be able to. The separation just isn't there, and, you know, mm-hmm. he needs to realize that and get rid of the football. I mean, he killed – I mean, there were opportunities for him to get rid of the football on multiple drives, and you take a 17, 12, 15-yard loss, the drive's over. It's done, um, especially given how Pete Carroll runs his offense. We saw it, right? It was fourth quarter early – or about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. It was second and – 24. Yeah. I think there was a penalty and then a sack mm-hmm. <laughs> is what happened on that drive. And uh, drive over. and they've ran a draw play in mm-hmm. that scenario. And then, of course, the penalties in general. If you're trying to run a run, run, pass style of offense, you can't have penalties. You can't have holding penalties. You can't have false starts. And I think that we all know that Seattle was going to try to run the ball when it was when they were on the goal line with the untimed down on the one-yard line. I think I was – Screaming, they're going to run this, they're going to run this. And the false starts by Sweezy, obviously. They're probably going to run it left. <laughs> yeah, they forced it into a, a yeah, passing that's situation. That's so weird to me. The Chargers, the alignment, he like... Was he, he yelling did, or... No, he jumped. But he jumped laterally and not into the neutral zone. So if he would have gone into the neutral zone, that's an offsides. But, I mean, he went and just went, you know, a half a foot to the left. And I bet you it was going to be a run over left guard because yeah. Sweezy got jumpy and... And ultimately, let's talk about that final play. You know, you have a chance there. You you get the defensive pass interference, which, you know, I was a little disappointed in. I mean, it's so hard with no timeouts, but you have a running clock on fourth and one. You know you can't spike it, so you got to throw the ball. They get it off. They throw it to the end zone. They did everything right, and they got the DPI, but felt a little fortunate there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you get the first and goal at the one on the untimed, and you get a false start. I get it. That was super unfortunate. One play from the six, you know, Russell buys time, and that's a hard throw, and he made as good a throw as he could make. Credit a die, I think, coming over and just getting a fingernail on it. Um, but David Moore, that's a tough moment for the young receiver. Um, it is. Thought, thought he was thought he should have made that catch. Yeah, it was a it, look. It's tough because he has to adapt so quickly with that tip ball coming his direction. But you're right. That's. More so than the other touchdown that was tipped from him, where that one you kind of got it, right? It was tipped so late, it hits his bicep or whatever and and flies off. You get that one. The other one was right in his mitts, man. You, you got to make that catch. That's It's it's tough moment for him. He's had a really bright career, obviously, in Seattle so far. Um, and those moments are going to happen. Um, unfortunately, it happened at a time where it's going to be magnified <laughs> by about 10,000 because of the time. You know, if that was... Midway through the second quarter, you go, ah, oh, crap, they had to kick a field goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, But 
you know, so just to keep the game alive. Uh, special shout out to the refs for becoming a storyline. Good job, guys. Yeah, twenty-two combined penalties for oh, that's a lot of yards. A hundred and eighty-eight yards on twenty-two penalties combined between the two teams. Just an embarrassing officiating effort. And I'm not even just talking against Seattle. Um, the the uh, the the pass interference that was missed that the Chargers should have gotten early in the second half, the right. basically karate chop to the neck. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the touchdown that I don't – I mean, it's hard to tell on replay, and I don't know for the life of me how NBC, Sunday Night Football's broadcast quality can be so much better that when you freeze frame, you can tell if a person's foot off, is off the turf. But with CBS cameras, it looks like it's a 1950s grainy photo when you try to pause it. I, I mean, we're talking about a multi-billion dollar industry in the NFL, and you can't afford cameras for a mid-afternoon game well enough to be able to – determine an outcome that was frustrating but you know it's never good when the refs are a storyline and they were a storyline in that game the uh, pick play is another controversial call that you know killed the drive and forced them into a uh, field goal that they missed so frustrating for sure yeah very frustrating all right moving forward the Seahawks will take on the LA Rams next Sunday afternoon in the Coliseum we'll break that down again more on Friday. The Rams just lost for the first time all year against New Orleans on the road. So Yeah, they're not going to be fired up at all. So great timing. <laughs> just fantastic timing to face Sean McVay. Really happy about that. You know, I guess you got to go 0-2 to start the month and then 2-0 and at the end of the month. And you'll look up, you're at least 2-2 with a couple of the wins that you needed to get. Are you willing to go ahead and call that right now? Let's go ahead and call it. It's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I still think, you know, the Packers lost last night. Uh the Panthers is going to be really, really tough. I mean, Seattle has a hard schedule. This they have a very difficult schedule. They November really remember is the new December. It is, and you're hoping that and, you can go two and two. And in December, you have the Vikings and the and the Chiefs. Yep. And you're going to have to probably at this now that you lost to the uh, Chargers, you're going to probably have to win both of those. Yeah. Uh, to have a chance, but you know what? This team is looking mightily like I thought they would at the beginning of the year, Judah. Whoa, whoa, Se- whoa, whoa, whoa! Seven yes, and nine, yes, nine but- and seven, eight and eight, somewhere in there. It's, they're looking exactly like I thought they would. Okay. Yes. And I we know. let them off the hook. <laughs> we are just seven days removed from having a, a overreaction sure. to Detroit. I'm just saying things are fluid in this league. It was a bad game, yes, but. They could come out and just surprise us again. You never know. They surprised us in Detroit. Sure. They surprised us before. So, um, yes, this game, they played like a 9-7 and team. I would say that uh, there was one point at this season where they thought they would be a 6-10 and team, was it not? After the Chicago Dude, game? I think that you and I were talking like five wins we after were, that well, game. Well, that's what I'm saying. We we were. So yeah. I, the pendulum does shift, but I don't think this performance was cataclysmic in the sense that we thought they were one thing and they weren't. Um, maybe this is just who they've been all along, and it's the pendulum just swinging back to normal. And let's not forget the Chargers are a really good team. They I are think. a good team, yeah. for sure. And Six and two teams. They outplayed the Seattle. Road, I mean, five they, in a row. They're, they're a good team. I'm just saying that, that Seattle is an above-average football team that's not a bottom dweller by any means. But that's, to me, an 8-8, eight and 9-7 eight, and seven team is that type. Like, they're they're a good team. They're, yeah. they're going to have really good moments. But you know what? For a quote-unquote rebuild year, not I think bad. you're still pretty happy with uh, with the way things have gone so far. Got to win close games, though. That's, that's for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. Hopefully Sunday will be close. Currently a 10-point spread. <laughs> we'll talk about it again Friday. He's Brian Perkins. I'm Chuda Newby. This is the Game Plan Podcast. Check back regularly on 1029thegame.com.